Welcome to Cats by 90, a podcast dedicated to you, the Big Blue Nation, basketball, football, and the latest recruiting news. If it's Kentucky sports, then it's here on Cats by 90. Now, from SB Nation's A Sea of Blue, your hosts, Big Blue Drew and Aaron Gershon. Hello and welcome to what is now episode 8 of the Cats by 90 podcast brought to you by SB Nation's A Sea of Blue. I'm one of your hosts, Drew Brown, joined by Aaron Gershon, and today we got um, another nice guest joining us. So Justin Jeffries, former offensive lineman for the University of Kentucky, will be joining us. Um, Always provides good insight. So fellas, what is up? How's it going? going? Yeah, man, we appreciate it, man. Yes, we no definitely problem. do, and um, I, I feel bad because, you know, you had to miss the Florida game due to that egregiously scheduled wedding, so um, that, that was that was rough, but so we're going to want to get your thoughts on uh, on Florida because we didn't have a chance to do that earlier in the week like we had planned, but um, first, though, we got to hit up this In Our Feelings segment, as Aaron and I have appropriately named this, where if you're a first-time listener to the Cats by 90 podcast, we kind of just give... One thing that pissed us off and, and one thing that made us feel good to kind of get some stuff off our chest. So, um, Aaron, maybe today you, you want to kick us off with uh, what's going on with you? Yeah, it pissed me off today. Um, sports related and not, I'm a diehard New York Yankee fan, for those who don't know. And our most winning pitcher this year, Domingo Herman, just got caught with a domestic violence issue. And my thing is just domestic violence as a whole. And then... I don't know if you guys saw the Pirates' closer, Felipe Vasquez, is now in jail awaiting to be extradited to Florida for um, <laughs> trying to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. I'm not laughing. I'm trying to get it out without – yeah, it's all that stuff has no room in life, let alone sports. So Yikes. every time I see that type of stuff, I get annoyed and uh, uh, really upset to see it for two pretty good baseball players, especially one on my team. So. That pissed me off, but uh, happy wise, well, I don't have, I'm a, still a UK student for those who don't know, and I don't have class on Fridays. So, and my second class today got canceled. So I've been off since 1230. I mean, every, everybody for, oh. everybody forgets that about Aaron, though, because you like, you basically have about, you know, two and a half full time jobs within the media, but you're also a full time student, which is quite important as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Most important. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Justin? All right. So, uh, I'm going to start with the, I'll start with the sad. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back and I'll, I'll relate this to the cats. Uh, and I'll, I know we'll talk about this more, you know, later, but, uh, you know, when you're a player, if you do something dirty, you know what you do, you, you own up to it. You say, damn, I, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I was in the moment. And then you go down the road. Uh, so one thing that made me sad today was the cash Daniel lie, quote unquote. I'm gonna put that in quotes, uh, just because of what was released today. And like I said, we'll get into that later. So that was one of my sad things. You just gotta own up to it, bro. Uh, one of the happy things, uh, was my brother-in-law's wedding. Uh, as egregiously, uh, <laughs> uh, planned as it was, uh, it was a great time. We had a great, Great venue, uh, beautiful bride and groom. I low key cried a little bit. I didn't even cry at my own wedding, and uh, uh-huh. and I and uh, and then 
you know, we had a good place to watch the game. It was a, it was a wonderful place. So that's one thing that made me happy. Uh, so I'll kind of split it there a little bit. Nice, nice. Yeah, good. A good wedding cries. Nothing's wrong with that, man. So when a wedding's done right, it does get emotional. And I've, I've been to a few really good ones. So I feel you on that. Um, mine are pretty quick, man. What's, what's pissing me off is this damn heat. I'm so over it. And then I'm, I'm literally up here like packing my bag for Starkville. I'm leaving for Starkville right after work tomorrow. And I don't know if you guys saw, but they issued essentially like heat advisory precaution stuff. So it's like, come on. I mean, I knew I was going to Mississippi and, you know, it's still September, but even up here, man. And like, and that's just, this is somebody talking to lived in South, deep South Florida for, you know, 10 years. I should be used to the heat, but I'm over it. And, um, so I, I know those 60 days from now, I'll be on the cats by 90 podcast complaining about the cold, but right now the, the heat has me, um, hot figuratively and literally. Oh, um, and then, my, then my, um, my good thing is real, real simple. Very easy one for this. Uh, my wife brought my baby into work today and when he saw me, he gave me that big old smile. So that, that's an easy one. Always makes wow, you feel good. So that's good. Nothing that's like good. that. I love yeah. that. Nothing yeah. like that though. Um, so Justin, you already kind of dropped into it. Before we get into that, I'm sure the Cash Daniel stuff is going to kind of dominate the headlines. Today is Thursday, September 19th. Um, we definitely want to preview, um, the Mississippi State game a little bit, but, and Aaron also was at the press conference, um, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder with Cash when he gave his, his statement yesterday on what happened. So I want to play that audio that Aaron got, but, um, just real quick, Justin, so we didn't have a chance to talk to you, man. So, just kind of take us back in time to Saturday. Obviously, a heartbreaking loss for Kentucky at Kroger Field. What were your takeaways? Like, what stood out to you um, in that game against the Gators? So, for me, uh, I missed – I probably say I would admit I missed the first half. Um, I tried to keep up, as you know, as well as I could, you know, through the wedding festivities. You know, we had a blast. And, and there, was a, there was tons of pre-gaming, even though I didn't get to tailgate. Uh, in Lexington, I will say this, uh, us and every one of the other groomsmen, uh, pre-gamed heavily, uh, <laughs> before that. Uh, so, so there was, there was, there was plenty of pre-gaming and all that stuff. But, you know, when you, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, you know, and going back and kind of watching what I can and, and, and listening to other guys, you know, kind of going over, you know, what happened, you know, I, I guess I'll start with the good. Uh, the good is, uh, how our offensive line played. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you, and I'm sure you guys have, t- have touched on this. Um, our offensive line played, you know, phenomenally, uh, <clears throat> with, with one sack and that one sack being a broken play against a, uh, a defensive line who's had, you know, what, 10, 15 sacks on the year already. And uh, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, so they played, they played really, really well. Uh, I think I read some today where they graded out, uh, between, uh, like I think Georgia graded out first, Mississippi State maybe second. I can't remember who the second, but we we graded out third in the SEC, um, on offensive line play. Uh, so I was very very impressed with the way that they played. And I will say, you know, going on to you know piggybacking off of the good things, you know, I think Sawyer Smith played a really really good game for a kid who's who came from from Troy, um, who's only played against Toledo. And, uh, come in and, you know, you're, you're talking about a guy who, who, who throws for almost 300 yards, uh, and two touchdowns. Yes. Those three, um, those three turnovers were, were, were critical turnovers. Uh, one really, really bad one. Another one that was, that was more of a, a receiver's fault. Uh, so though, I, I'd say those are more of the good things. Um, bad things, you know, the, the, our secondary, just the inexperience, you know, and, and on, on top of that, you know, losing a, 
a defensive back to, to a targeting call. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you know, injury or, or getting thrown out of the game in a group that has already a lot of inexperience <clears throat> playing playing collegiate ball, much less SEC, that's really, really going to handcuff you. Uh, I don't care if you're playing against a starter or a, or a backup. So that was one of the things that really kind of, you know, once it got to the point where we really needed to knuckle down and, and really get after the quarterback, we couldn't bring much pressure just to, for the simple fact that, you know, we didn't have confidence in bringing, you know, any kind of blitzes because of the secondary. And, and on top of that, you know, we had to go, we had to go a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, um, sorry, um, a lot of zone coverages. So there's plenty of holes for a, uh, you know, for a, for a second, second string quarterback, you know, to throw to. So I, I'd say, you know, there was more good than bad. Uh, another bad is, um, you know, my, uh, my uncle was watching the game and he, he felt really confident in the quarter. And I mean, in the kicker, uh, kicking a, you know, a 35, 37 yard field goal. And, uh, I, I saw the, the look in that man's eyes and it was pure fear. And, uh, that's exactly how I felt was very, very fearful. Once he kicked that ball, I think he's going to turn into a great, great, you know, collegiate kicker and hopefully, you know, step on to the next level. But, uh, but that was a good experience for him and we'll see what happens, you know, going forward. So, uh, long story long, that's my little breakdown. All right. What about you, Aaron? Did you have any, um, final last thoughts that you just want to kind of get off your chest about Florida? Uh, not really at this point. I'm kind of over it. Um, I think. For the third straight year, UK proved they're, you could argue, they're the better team. And that's how far this program has um, grown under Stoops and Morrow and the recruiting job they've done. Um, it was a tough way to lose. And, you know, a lot went into it. You have the third and the fourth and one with a missed block. You have a pass interference call. You have some questionable targetings. You missed a 35-yard kick. Um, I don't want to blame this game on the refs because it's not their fault. UK shot themselves in the foot numerous times. And, it's just one. It's just one of those games. I mean, you got to just move on. And at this point, uh, it's on to Mississippi State for those guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you guys had some final thoughts because I don't. I'm ready to <laughs> put it in the past, and it's gonna make my drive to Starkville so much longer. I really wanted to make that uh, trip as a you know top 25 team, but these next two games are important. And uh, I want to hit on Mississippi State um, here in a little bit, but. Before that, um, obviously the the news story that's dominated the headlines the last two days, but especially this morning, um, is the Cash Daniel incident, which Aaron and I talked about when we um, did the Cats by 90 podcast on Monday. But this video is a, a lot more conclusive and kind of definitely contradicts um, what Cash Daniel told Aaron and a few other reporters um, yesterday, which would have been Wednesday. So. Um, Aaron, do you have that audio dialed up? So first, what I'd like to do is, if, if anybody hasn't heard it, is this is Cash Daniel um, kind of defending himself and stating from his point of view what happened um, in the play against Florida with the quarterback, Trask. Yep, I've got it. All right, let's hear what Cash Daniel had to say on that. Yeah. Um, do I talk a lot of crap? Absolutely. And do I bump a dude here and there to get underneath the skin and talk while I'm doing it? Absolutely. That's my part of my game. That's what I do. But am I out there to deliberately hurt somebody? Absolutely not. I've kept my mouth shut about it. I've been biting my tongue about it as long as I can because that's something that I actually hold close to me. I'm a victim of a dirty play. If you don't believe me, i got a plate and seven screws in my right ankle to prove that. 
I got a scar running halfway down my leg. So I'm not there to hurt anybody. My hand that I had surgery on, this one got stepped on as it was going down. This surgery, this surgery repaired hand has two screws in it. If enough weight's still on it, it still hurts like you know what. My hand's caught underneath here. I instantly get stepped on. I'm trying to move shit around. I pulled my hand out there last second because I just pulled it out. There was like, I got it stuck underneath the lineman's leg with all that weight on it. Then I pulled it free from that, kept moving stuff, kept hitting legs and stuff. And finally it came through. Maybe he felt something weird. I don't know, but I'm not out there to twist nobody's ankle or hurt nobody. That's that. <laughs> all right. Um, well, Justin, you first, man. So now that we kind of seen the video now, but yesterday, initially when you heard that, um, or if you just heard it for the first time now, what was your thoughts hearing Cash Daniel kind of tell his side of the story? Oh, I mean, to be honest with you, and I'm going to be very, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, non-responsive, I guess is the word, maybe. Uh, today's football is a lot different than when I played, and I, and I, and it, it pains me to say that because it makes me feel older than what I really am. <laughs> I had a birthday, what is today, the 19th? So two days ago, I turned 31, but I feel 51. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I like hear you. It's, it's awful. So <laughs> to actually have to come out and, and, and apologize just seems so elementary, I guess. But but I, I, I'm, with, the, with the new landscape of college football, I guess I understand it. Um, I've 2007 LSU, I hit uh, Tyson Jackson in the face with my fist. It was a punch. Um, I have I have uh, video evidence to prove it. If you go back and watch the CBS uh, telecast of it, you can see it blatantly. And I didn't have to t- I didn't have to tell anybody sorry. Um, 2009, uh, I was on the bottom of the pile against U of L last game. And no, I guess it was first game. It was first game of the season. I get I get kind of mixed up. But anyway, I pulled around. Got anyway. I was on my back, um, head, uh, eyes to the sky, and I had a linebacker look me dead in my face, uh, look through my soul, and grab the boys. Um, and it, just stuff like that happens. It happens. I mean, I guess what makes it a little bit different is you know you had a, a had a quarterback or a quarterback not. Not, it didn't have to be a quarterback. We had that player go go down uh, with a ankle injury. Did he do something? I'm sure he did. Um, should he have come out and said anything about it? No, you just let that ride. Uh, but you got to remember, I'm coming from a little bit older generation. Um, I do I have a problem with it? No, I lived in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that happened all the time. I mean, I. <laughs> We're, we're football today is so watered down and uh, again I'm going on this diatribe that where I feel like this old man get off my lawn take but everything is so watered down and I guess I understand it but um, nothing was wrong well you said Justin when you when we first started you had said that you kind of sounded a little frustrated that you wish he would have kind of manned up and just owned up to it so do you think yes. he should have just said that first time that yeah I might have done a little grabbing or whatever and just owned up to it 100 percent uh, yes, that's in my in my in my long-winded uh, uh, excerpt there. That's basically what I was getting at. Is that yes, if you do something like that, just come out and say, "Man, yeah, I got caught up in the moment. Stuff happens. This is one of those games where it's very physical. You know, like you said, shit happens. You know, so you go out there and say, "Yeah, it happened. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I got caught up in the moment, and you go down the road, but don't the lie. You cannot. That's one thing, especially in today's society. You can't lie about it and then get proved wrong afterwards. I mean, that just that makes you. I mean, for you for you to go go in front at first, and if you would have just owned up to it, it was one of those things where you can sweep it on the rug, sweep it up the rug, and go down the road. But now it's the point where you're like, everybody's like questioning your character, and you got oh. All the gas bags are just after you now, and it's that's something that you don't want. Gotcha. Yeah. So, what about you, Aaron? I know, like I said, that that audio was from your phone. I mean, you were right there. Um, did you think Cash was telling the truth at the time? I know we texted back about it um, a little bit yesterday. What was your initial reaction when you when you heard him talk um, his side of the story? Yeah, he. Um, I didn't really know what to make of it because. At that point, we didn't have the, I believe it was WYMT, that's who had the angle, so we didn't have that angle yet, but we had a lot of different ones that showed, uh, I know when you and I talked on Monday or Tuesday, it looked pretty clear that he uh, definitely tried to twist Trask's ankles, and then he came out with that, and the way he talked, and um, he seemed pretty pissed off about the whole thing, and the reason I had a bad feeling was he almost went too far trying to explain yeah. why he wouldn't have done that with all this injury history. That's uh, as soon as he lost victim. me, man. Like, Especially now listening back to it, as soon as he kind of went into the, oh, this is why I never would have do that because this has happened to me, I was kind of like, uh. But, you know, again, it, it's it's tough because it's no one thought that video was going to come out 12 hours later, you know? Right. Exactly. And... um I don't know. Just something seemed off with that whole thing. Because if you're innocent, why would you go and defend yourself for like three minutes on a tangent about how um, you're you've been a victim and all these different things? It was just something was off. And then you know we get the video in the morning. It was like okay, that's what was off. What are you guys thoughts, real quick, too, about um? Did you notice how the the news station that had it um pulled the video down? What were your thoughts on that? Did you uh, think – is that just because of the SEC rights? Yeah. Um, and this may be a really dumb question, Aaron. Maybe you know this might be the stupidest thing ever to say. I don't know. But, like, my thing is, is so if they don't have the rights to post that stuff, why are they there filming it, like, is my question. <laughs> That's not a dumb question because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it just – you know, because I know they do it, and, you know, those guys work really hard. I see them. They, they you know, they take the video, and then they go, and they kind of splice together their highlight reel – but I, it just to me that wasn't a good look because it, it kind of seemed like you know they were they were passing the buck and they didn't want this thing to blow up any more than it already was. And then now we know now that it's Thursday night. Um, you know Mark Stoops did address it after practice today, pretty short about it. Said he talked to the league office and Cash is playing Saturday. Yep. Do you so you then obviously Justin you don't think that any suspension or anything should have been warranted no punishment what do you, so we did put a poll up on the Cats by ninety podcast um, that actually was really close so the question was asked what do you think should happen to Cash Daniel nothing it's just football an in house punishment or suspension or greater um, right now it's just been up a few hours we have one hundred and thirty five votes wow listen to this thirty one percent say no it's just football nothing should happen. 32% say an in-house punishment and 37% say a suspension wow. or greater. What do you think? Don't Joe? forget, don't forget TJ Walker who said prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking. It's. I'm gonna come off very uh, 
uh, very dry uh, when I say this, but uh, okay, let's, so, so let me back up. Um, if this was yesterday, Cash doesn't say anything, this comes out, uh, I'll be honest with you, I say nothing. Nothing. Um, it is just football. Do you remember, uh, oh, Spikes. Uh, Spikes, what's it? I can't remember his first name. Linebacker for. Oh, yeah, he was a. He, yeah, he was a stud. Yeah, he was a beast. Uh, and he gal- he, was, he was shown gouging out uh, No Sean Moreno's eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, I thought- yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, I, I, I want <laughs> The player in me says, man, this is just football. Man, go down the road. Cover it up. Be done. I mean, it, it, it's just football. Stuff like this happens all the time. It's happened to me. I've, I cannot confirm nor deny if I've ever done anything like this. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things like, man, just go on down the road. But like I said, everything's so watered down. Everything's so cuddly, so so cute nowadays that it's one of those things where I'm just like, well, you never know. I mean, look at targeting. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, the camera, we have so many more cameras today than when I played. Um, so that's another thing that, that has to do with it, too. So, I mean, I'm split. It's it, it's it's not a good it's not a good you know, media thing to do is be split. But, I mean, it's – from him lying in, in, in the situation that it is now, I would say, man, give him a quarter. And, and give him a quarter and just be done with it. Man, I, I find your rationale funny, though, Justin, because you're you're basically like, hey, twisting his ankle, no big deal, that's football. You just sound more upset that he lied about it. So, I don't know, man. I push back a little bit. So, like uh, – t- t- so, Aaron reminded me. So, let's all keep in mind here. This was seven game minutes after Felipe Franks went down with a gruesome ankle injury. So, like, I don't know, man. I, to me, it's it's a little bit, I, I think, more serious than that. You know, I don't know what goes on at the bottom of football piles. But, damn, if everyone's getting their ankles Ken Shamrock locked in, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> and, I, and I can agree. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. But uh, my wife showed it to me. I hadn't seen it. I, I saw the, 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 the actual you know, cast of it, but I hadn't seen it. When I looked at it, and I, I watched it after I listened to, you know, sports talk radio and this, that, and the other, and after I saw it, I was like, that's it? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I mean, come on. Is that, what we're, is, is that what we're getting to? But like I said, there's so many cameras nowadays. Man, you got to watch what you do. And I understand the fact that, you know, Felipe Franks went off with a, with an ankle injury. And it was one of those things where, uh, you know, it was bad. It was gruesome from what I've heard. I didn't see it live, so I don't know. But but it it, it looked very elementary. And, and I know I'm probably – I'm probably padding this down way too far, but you know, being in the trenches and understanding what goes on, you know, I've, I've I'm not gonna lie, I've tried to end players' careers before, not legitimately, but you know, I'm trying to cut down players. You know, if I'm playing against a, a really, really talented high-end defensive end, I'm going after his knees because I know if I go after his knees one time, he's not gonna want to come out, come after me anymore. I mean, that's just that's just how it, that's just how it's done, and. We're, we're in, it, it, it's very teddy berry today. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wrestled with, you know, if I wanted to come at it like that or not, but man, we're a teddy bear society with football now. Well, based on the teddy bear, I guess I got to ask you about the targeting. Oh, God, I don't even want to. I, I told you last week, I, I, I'm not even well, shocked you can't, anymore. You can't use it. the word teddy bear and not 
talk about targeting. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think everybody has pretty much the same opinion on that. It's it's. I, I'll let you talk for yourself, Justin. But we we already just destroyed yeah. that, and you know, a few times on the well, podcast, and it just sucks how that game got decided by that. I, I will say that um, Dick Gabriel and I on the radio this week, and we kind of looked at different angles. We both came to the agreement together that the Carter one was just unacceptable could not have should not have been called mm-hmm. but the one on corker we both felt was fair game and it may not be it may not have seemed malicious but that was a textbook targeting call so we were both cool with that one but carter not so much so, I, that had to make you piss just in the targeting right yeah so i caught the only one that i caught was the, the carter one and here's where i have an issue with with the targeting uh, when you get in the phone booth, and what I mean by phone booth is, you know, the line of scrimmage, you know, where there's bodies flying, you got big men moving at, at very high rates of speed, uh, you got guys trying to move out of the way, i.e., quarterbacks, running backs, whatever you have, or whatever, you know, whatever's going on. And when you got a guy who's getting hit and you have a defense alignment who's shedding a block and then he's trying to make a play and it's not malicious and you are in the quote unquote phone booth, that is hard. That is that. that did that was that a game changing play? I don't know because because the Florida uh, second string coach was a Trask Trask. I got it written down here. I can't. I can't Trask. Yep. Trask. Yeah. He was he was slinging a rock uh, and went and but to a zone like like I talked about earlier. But uh, was it a game changing play? I mean, yes. I mean, you're talking about going from a third and thirteen or third and fifteen to a you know a first down and you got the ball moved up fifteen yards. That's a big play. You know, at the end of games, and and uh, I mean, I could go on for I'm very long winded, as you guys have, have have seen so far. But it's bad. We'll put it like that, and I go back to the teddy bears. You know, it, every, everybody's a teddy bear now. Just everybody hug them, and we all get participation trophies. <laughs> nice. Um, we're just tying it back into cash real quick. I think I kind of came to the realization today, which is pretty obvious, but he to me just defines textbook example of that player that if he plays for your team, you love him. And if he doesn't play for your team, you think he's the scum of the earth. Like, would you guys agree with that? No, that's undisputable. 100%. Yep. But all right. Well, I definitely want to get into some Mississippi state preview here. Kind of see what we think about the game, which we're um, well under 24 hours or 48 hours from that now. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. All right, and we are back on the Cats by 90 podcast. Drew Brown, Aaron Gershon, and Justin Jeffries on with us today. So um, it's over now. Everybody's got to move forward um, from the Florida loss. These next two games, Justin, Aaron, and I have discussed in length just how critical they are. We really knew that before the season started. Um, nobody really expected, I guess, Kentucky to beat Florida. So these next two road games are big, man, because there's no doubt about it. Kentucky could hit a three-game skid if they don't come ready to play. But going two and two or two and zero oh on the would be huge, um, and even splitting one and one I think would be fair and kind of what what most people expected. We ran a poll on that too this week on Cats by Ninety um, on Twitter at Cats by Ninety, so that was that one was fairly close too. So that one got around 100 votes. Um, it was just what's your prediction for the UK's upcoming road trip? 53% of people said two and zero, oh, 37% one and one, and about 11% were at zero oh and two. Um, Aaron, you first. I know we've already talked, but just kind of what are your thoughts on Mississippi State? I know you're going to Columbia. Um, what do you, how do you think the Cats handle this road trip? Yeah, um, it's it's going to be – it's a really interesting matchup. If you think about it, the two teams are 
pretty dang similar in the sense um, they're both coming off New Year's Eve games, uh, New Year's Day games, rather. Um, they both lost a ton of talent to the draft. They're both kind of trying to prove themselves that, like, less so for Mississippi State because they've been there for a few years now, but trying to prove that last year was nothing nothing fluky. Um, it was just, you know, the turning of Kentucky's program and then for Mississippi State, it was just another good year for them. So, and they're just trying to prove that despite all the talent they lost, you know, they haven't really missed a beat. So they kind of come in and also they both come off horrible losses, even worse so for Mississippi State. They lost to an unranked Kansas State team on their home court. So really similar teams, um, obviously home field advantage uh, for the Bulldogs and the Cowbells blaring. And I'm going to want to ask Justin about that. But um, it's I bought be- earplugs today with like I, I spent the money and got the corded ones too because I don't want to risk losing them, you know. Yeah, smart. <laughs> but uh, and I believe J- Justin was on the last UK team to win down there, so yep. we'll definitely want to hear about that. But really interesting game. I won't give you my prediction yet, but all I'll say for now is they're really similar teams. What about you, Justin? How do you think Kentucky handles um, the cowbell-infested environment kind of coming off this? What an emotional week, man, just top to bottom from, like, I mean, that's that's about as, um, you know, emotion-driven game as you can play and lose. And then the stuff with cash this week and just injuries in general. Um, so what do you think happens down in Starkville, Justin? You know, there's a there's a lot going on, you know, coming off this this Florida loss. It's one of those things where, you know, you just want to, as a team, you want, you know, regardless of if you lost, win, loss, win or lose, you want the the that week to end after that press conference and then ha- be able to focus on, in on the next week. And, you know, a lot of fans don't really understand that, and they always get kind of – uh, disgruntled sometimes when you know the everybody says you know well we're looking at next week we're looking we well you know we're robots let's be honest we're robots you know we're we're taught and programmed I guess so to speak you know to after the game's over you look to next week you know you look to next week it's very coach speakish but with everything going on with cash and not knowing exactly what's going on I think it's gonna there's there's gonna be a lot there you know I have zero respect for Mississippi State's home field advantage I think it's a joke. <laughs> Um, the only thing that they have is a big jumbotron and it's a joke. Um, all, <laughs> <laughs> almost winning. <laughs> we'll keep it PG. So, I, you know, it's one of those things where Kansas State going into, you know, the Starksburg or, um, Starksville and, and, and getting a win, you know, I think it's kind of maybe pumped them up a little bit. Uh, they got a quarterback there that looks like a helicopter. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> still, I still, he's not even a starter. Just go watch sports. Center. That was the most unbelievable thing. And it's funny. It's not funny, I guess, at all. But, like, we were just talking about all those, you know, hits that were labeled vicious that clearly weren't. And then that's just, like, an unflagged play, which it's, it was. But that was that was the most unbelievable hit I think I've ever seen. That, that dude had to be 8 to 10 feet in the air. Oh, he was ever been a 10. I saw a live, and I was like, there's no way that guy's he's, – he's, he's – coherent right now just knowing the way his head had to hit that turf it was tough uh, but that just goes to show you how tough that team is and you know you got when you got a quarterback who's willing to put his his body out on the line like that you know it 
those guys in, in the offensive line and everybody kind of defense kind of rallies around that. You know, when your yeah. your quarterback plays tough that way, the whole team, you know, just kind of rallies around that. So this is going to be one of those things where I don't want to happen this year that happened last year. So we go in, everybody gets hyped up against Georgia. Obviously, Georgia was a better team, punk us. And then we go and lose at Tennessee. Um, we cannot and should not and will not let that happen this week. Uh, surely, you know, the guys who were on the team last Last year should remember that and how that felt and just re, you got to regroup you're early enough in the season where you know that's it shouldn't be that you know it feels devastating at the time but you got to be able to regroup and come back and uh, I think we go down there and get the win it's going to be a tough game I mean it's a, it's a four o'clock game and you know uh, Drew as much I, how much I kind of uh, harp on, on on game timing. I would much rather this would be a, a, a new kick. And with that being said, and I don't I don't like looking ahead very much at all. But if you if you remember, uh, Drew, when we talked on ESPN earlier this year before the season started, I did not want to go to Columbia, South Carolina, and it be a night game. And guess what it is? It's a seven thirty kick yeah. in Columbia. So we got to take care of business this week, and I think we will. But it'll be a close game. Yeah, my, I mean, my only thoughts are I, I just it's hard for me to predict Kentucky going two and zero on this road trip. I think if they did, that's going to be hella impressive. And um, you know, then you're still talking about nine wins as like a real, real possibility. Um, so I have to pick them to lose one. I'm just going to pick it being Mississippi State, just because one, I really want to beat South Carolina for the sixth time in a row, and um, I, I just think it's going to be hot. There's just so much emotion. And I do. I think it's going to be a really close game again, and it, it could really test Kentucky's character. Um, you know, to see that game come down to the final few minutes of the of the fourth quarter. But I think it'll be close. But ultimately, I'm just going to you know pick Mississippi State to pull this one out, and that'll make Columbia even that much more um, important in, in a week. But um, what about you, Aaron? You don't have to give a score if you don't want. But what? Even uh, though you're like masterful at that this year, but um, it's you think Kentucky scary. wins? Yeah, and I was close again last week, man. I had, uh, I think, 27-23 Gators, so I've been there. But um, I actually, I just wrote up my prediction on Big Blue Insider. It hasn't been up yet, but I'm with you, Drew. Um, the reason I have Mississippi State in this one is uh, I just think they match up better than – I do think UK – I'm not going to get ahead, but uh, I do think UK wins in South Carolina next week. But I've been. I'm not, this was the game – I picked as a loss at the beginning of the year, so that's the main reason I'm sticking with it. Um, I think that Kentucky absolutely could and should win this game, actually, based on what I saw from Mississippi State last week and based on what I saw uh, from Kentucky the first three and a half quarters of their game last weekend. But the one thing about Mississippi State is they match up pretty well with UK, um, at least on the aspect they have a really stingy um, run defense. Their safeties and linebackers, looking through the numbers, they have like a combined between their linebackers and safety, six or seven guys with already 15-plus tackles. Um, so they really stop the run. Um, they're going to make UK throw it, but their, one, their top corner, who will be on Ahmad Wagner, who obviously Ahmad Wagner has the size of for anyone, is 6'3". So that means it's not as big of a height difference as usual. I still figure Ahmad will have a big game, but I just – I don't know. I have Mississippi State 27-24. Uh, easily could flip that, but the reason I'm sticking with it is because it was my pick at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'll say um, Missis- I was going to say Mississippi State um, 27, Kentucky 21. What about you, Justin? You got a score? I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say you uh, 
Kentucky 27, Mississippi State 24. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a close game. And you know those numbers were really interesting, Aaron, because you say how you know the safeties and the linebackers make a lot of tackles, and you know that's all fine and dandy, but that means that they are very very aggressive. Either that, either they're aggressive, or they getting ran over. Their front, their front four is not doing anything. I read an article right. uh, that said that, um, you know, because I, I just watched the first half, and it's kind of hard sometimes for me to pick this stuff out, but that basically the the, art, the author of that said that Kansas State really pushed Mississippi State around on, on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So as we know, that's Kentucky's strength, so that could be good. It, it'd be so nice, man, to see these running backs just break. I'd love to see, you know, Kavase Smoke and A.J. Rose bro- both break a long runoff and Gosh, you talk about taking some pressure off Sawyer. That that would help but tremendously. Yeah, and UK's got a tough assignment with Kylan Hill. He's the best back in the SEC right uh, right now, and number three in the nation in rushing. And <laughs> he's averaging six and six point six yards per carry. So I know he didn't do much in Lexington last year, but he seems like a different animal this year. So that's a that's a big task, especially with TJ uh, Carter out. To kind of piggyback off of that, you know, I think it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, now teams have a scouting report against Sawyer Smith. And, and if they can get pressure on him and, and kind of make him make decisions to where he's not comfortable in the pocket or, you know, he has to get out and kind of make that, hey, I'm going to either, am I going to throw it away? Or am I going to try to fit in a tight spot? You know, one of those type deals. So it's one of those where, you know, Sawyer Smith and you know he did a great job I'm not gonna lie that he did a great job he had three turnovers but he did a great job going against his first SEC opponent hopefully he got a little bit more comfortable um, being in, a, in his first technical game in the SEC and and uh, and he can make that next step uh, that's going to be a big deal to kind of get the, the, the weight off everybody's back. And if we can get out early I think we win the ball game pretty easily but we got to start fast and that's not been our mo. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Good stuff. I know I'm super looking forward to my trip. I hope it's as advertised um, so I can wear the cowbell thing like a badge of courage for the rest of my life. And um, I booked a, a $43 days in in Jackson, Tennessee. So my, my trip's looking up, man, but I, I'm excited about it. Um, I'll definitely report back on the Cats by 90 podcast um, later later in the weekend or early next week. Um, and just real quick as we wrap up, I'd be remiss because I don't think we even mentioned this at all on Monday um, Aaron, but man, basketball recruiting is on fire right now. These dudes are burning up the airline miles. And I think um, Terrence Clark's like a generational talent. I don't think people realize um, the type of player that Kentucky got there just because of the reclassification and how he kind of just jumped on the scene very, very um, recently, I guess you could say. Yeah. But stud, man, that dude could be the number one pick in the draft. So we'll try to talk some more basketball next week because there's, there's a ton of moving pieces. Yeah. I've been doing a, a, some research around there. but It's a great problem to have that football is so good. That Yeah. Terrence Clark, I mean, I didn't hear anyone mention him when it was in the stadium on Saturday. It was, I mean, no offense to him in the basketball program, but it's great. It's a great that is a great point. Yeah, I didn't either. No one's even talking about it, and he had committed it's not at time one. For them and yet, and that's, good. that's what time I got there. So great point. But hey, Justin, you're the man, dude. You're the you're the best kept media secret in all the land. So uh, we're glad we wrangled you down, and we're gonna have you on again soon. And um, you guys have a good week. I'm gonna get some rest for this drive, and we will um, we'll definitely catch up probably Monday. So yeah, don't, thanks don't everybody for bed listening. Bu- bed bugs bite, uh, bed bugs bite at the days in. I saw your tweet, fellas. You guys yeah. are awesome, man. I yeah. love coming on. All right, talk you, to y'all soon. Hey, we appreciate you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Cats by 90 on Twitter at Cats by 90. You can also follow Aaron and Drew at agershon 99 and at BigBlueDrew33. And remember, no matter the opponent, it's always Cats by 90.